Okay, good morning friends. Today is Chaf Elul, the 20th day of Elul. Today is the yard site of Rav Yosef Shloima Kahanaman, the Panavicharav. <clears throat> Panavicharav lost his family in the Holocaust and he rebuilt his life. And in doing so, he was one of the great architects of Torah of the 21st century. He had amazing perspective on life in general and the destiny of the Jewish people. He had a very positive, hopeful view of the Jewish people. I want to share with you some anecdotes about the Panovich The Panovich once said at the Chanukah Sabayis of the Koila of Panovich, he says, why is it that there's so much Torah in the world today? There was never so much Torah in the world. There was never such a strong yeshiva movement. He says, the souls of the six million of our brothers and sisters that were consumed in fire and murdered by the Germans, their souls are floating in the air. Like the Gemara Nabi Dazar says on Daf Ches, when Rabbi Hananiah ben Shradyoin, one of the ten martyrs, when he saw the Sefer Torah going up in flames, he said, Gevilin Nisrafin Va'oisiyos Parchais. The parchment is consumed in fire, but the letters float in the air. These souls and these letters of the thousands of Sifrei Torah and millions of Jews are floating in the air and they need a place to rest. And where did they rest? On the Bachure Yeshiva of the next generation. That is why there is the most eminent and prominent and powerful yeshiva movement in the history of the Jewish people. Where does it come from? The souls of the six million and the letters of the Sifrei Torah that were consumed. But the reason why this is so moving to me, aside from the fact that uh, my grandfather is a Holocaust survivor, but his father had ten brothers. They were all killed in the Holocaust. Rabbi Wine tells the story that when he was a rabbi in Miami Beach, the Panovich asked him to convene a meeting of young couples. So Rabbi Wine figured he wants to fundraise. He said, you know, young couples, they don't have time. They don't really have money. And the Panovich said, just do it. You don't understand. So the next evening, Rabbi Wine gathers 20-something couples. The Panovich gets up and he says, 1.5 million Jewish children were killed in the Holocaust. Their souls are floating in the air. We need bodies for these souls. Could you help us out? Rabbi Wine writes, that year in Heshul, a bumper crop of babies were born. He said, what a great man, the Panovich But this was how he viewed the history of the Jewish people. That, yeah, there was tragedy, but it was not final. Those souls are wait, waited for a comeback and they had a form of a comeback. By the way, on a similar note, the Panovich once spoke at a bar mitzvah. <clears throat> And he spoke about that our generation is more chashav than the earlier generation. When the Kleisenberger ever heard that, he didn't quite agree with that. He said what the Panovich meant. He said maybe, compared to a very low, low generation, they're great people today. But anyone who remembers Galicia, Raisha, Varsha, he knows there's no comparison. 
he says he would think that's what the Panovich meant. That because compared to the lowness of our generation, anyone who learns is very chashav. That may be the case. I would humbly suggest that what the Panovich meant was more literal meaning. In line of what we learned from the Arizal who told Reb Chaim Vital, he would tell Reb Chaim Vital that he is perhaps even more valuable in Shemayim than the the, the uh, earlier generations. Reb Chaim Vital said, what? You know that I don't even come close to the lowest of the earlier generations. And the Arizal said, no, everything is uh, relative to the time you live in. And in our time, the Kayach HaTumah is out of control. And therefore, in Shemayim, you are even more valued. So, in a similar token, we know there's an idea that in our own time, the Kayach HaTuma, if it was out of control in the times of the Ari, could you imagine, how, do we, how should we describe it in our times? And therefore, a person is judged based on their circumstance. And I would humbly suggest, that's the focus on why we talk about Noyach on Rosh Hashanah. Because Arizal says that Noach was a tzaddik. Yes, had he been in the times of Avraham, maybe he wouldn't have been anything. But he didn't live in the times of Avraham. And therefore, because he lived in his times and it was so difficult for him, maybe in a certain sense, he was much greater than other generations. And that's something we want to focus and hone in on on Rosh Hashanah. That Rebbein Hashem, we may be... Wanting, we may be lacking, but realize, look at, look at the generation we're in, and relative to our challenges, look how great we are. By the way, the Panavicharav would say that in our times after the Holocaust, we have, he would say we have so many Iluyim and very bright young Tamidi Chachamim. And he explained it, that because of the terrible tragedy of the Holocaust, that there never was such a thing. So God had to sort of replenish the Jewish people. And he gave us a Dardea, Mitsuyanim, Tamide Yeshiva, as sort of a consolation. So there was a child over there, and he, he asked the Panavich you know, that which you said, there was never a tragedy like this. It's not so pushed, it's a machloikis. So the Panavich said, what do you mean it's a machloikis? What machloikis? He says, Remember the Gemara in Gittin, we find there is a machloikis that Chorben Beitar, was it 400 myriads, which are 4 million Jews, or 4,000 myriads, 40 million Jews. So according to the opinion, it was 4 million, the Holocaust was worse. According to the opinion, it was 40 million, Beitar was worse. So it's not Pashat, there never was a tragedy like this. The Panavich responded, You see, I told you in our generation, we have students like we never saw before. Look at... What eminent Talmidim we have in our generation. That's how he looked at the situation. And uh, Rav Asher Bergman brings that the Panavit Sharav, uh, once at a Kiddush for a Chassan, he, he articulated the same type of thing, that it's a Hashkacha Pratis, that in our generation we have Tamidei Chachamim, we have Torah in a way that we never had before in our history. And this is all a consolation for the Jewish people because of what transpired in the time of the Holocaust. If I may,
the Panovich Sharav um, came to Eretz Yisrael with no money, no clothing, nothing. Just with the skin on his back. He comes to Bnei Brak. He stands on the mountaintop. He says, in this mountain, there's going to be a great yeshiva. They said, Rabbi, you're dreaming. You're dreaming. Rav Kahneman says, yes, I'm dreaming, but I'm not sleeping. I'm dreaming, but I'm not sleeping. I want to share with you um, a remarkable story. Just... uh, A re- really a very special story. There was a boat of uh, survivors who uh, arrived in Eretz Yisrael after the Shoah and the boat ar- arrived at the port at Haifa. In proximity to Shabbos, they couldn't get to Yushalayim before Shabbos. They were very despondent. And these were broken Jews. These were Jews who... Their commitment to Judaism after the war was not that strong. And the Panovich Rav comes to them and he tells them the following story. You know, there was once a Rav of a city that was looking for a chassan for his daughter. And he finds a Bachar. And the Bachar had all the Mailas. However, it, the Rav it came to his attention that the parents, on the other hand, they were not really... Uh, Shoim Reitaru Mitzvah at all. And the father didn't really come to Shul on Shabbos. And the parents were not really Sabbath observant. And the father, the girl, was somewhat uncomfortable about going through with the Shidduch. He thought about it and he went through with it. The next day, the father of the Chassan says to his wife, you know, I really need to go to the Shul to daven with the Minyan. It's not, it's not right to Arnu Mechutin, you know, he, here he, uh, his daughter's marrying our son. It's gonna make him uncomfortable that I don't go to Shul. I should really go to Shul. And then he says, you know, I should really start going to Shiurim. Cause otherwise, you know, what's the Mechutin gonna think of us? And slowly, 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 he became Shamer Taramitzvah. Says the Panacharav to the survivors. I want you to know that whatever you may have done in the past, whatever lacking in, in your observance you may have into the past, don't even think about it. It's not relevant anymore. Because you need to know one thing. You are now God's mechutan. There is not one of you that did not, was not makriv as a carbon to Hashem. Your son, your daughter, your sister, your brother, your father, your mother. This one sacrificed his parent, his child. You are now all partners with God. And now you need to think, you know, whatever I did in the past, but now what's my mechutin going to think? And this message resonated very deeply with these survivors. Encourage them. Instead of them looking like, instead of them feeling that God forsook them, and God was hiding from them, they for the first time had a feeling that God embraced them, and God wanted them, and God chose them and selected them to be His partner, to be His mechotan. I'll end off with one story about the Panavacharav, about uh, 
achdos in our generation. He would talk about mesnagdim and chasidim. So the Panovich Rav, he looked at it like this. There was once a very wealthy guy in Kiev. He had sons, daughters, son-in-laws, daughter-in-laws. You know, he made the best shaduchim. And he lived in a palace. And he had like different dining halls. Milchiks, fleshiks. And the situation developed that, you know, some people in the family like milchiks, some people in the family like fleshiks. That really there were people in the family, they barely saw each other. Because some of them always went to the milchik kitchen and some of them went to the fleshik dining area. What happened? The father, the father-in-law lost all his money. He had to sell his mansion. He bought a little cottage. And everybody now moved in together. Now that everyone moved in, he doesn't have two dining areas. He has one dining area. Because they, they can't afford meat. He can't afford milk. All that that's being served is bread and salt. So he comes in, he says, My dear children, we have no meat anymore. We have no milk anymore. We got to all eat together. Says the Panavicharav, we live in a Daryasim. Chasidim, they're not Chasidim. Misnagdim, they're not Misnagdim. We're Aniyim ve'evyoinim. If we're Aniyim ve'evyoinim, the least we could do is at least let's eat together at the same table. We don't even have our values anymore. So now there's a responsibility of Achdos more than ever. That's how the Panovich of Art Rav would look at Jewish observance, Jewish practice, Jewish history, Jewish destiny, and the future of our people. Rabbi Yisrael, have a great day. See everybody later at eight at eight thirty tonight. Thank you very much. Brachlatzlacha. Thank you.